0: your locked on penguins your daily podcast on the pittsburgh penguins part of the locked on podcast network your team every day the number keeps rising let's make it 10 now for your pittsburgh penguins the fifth longest winning streak in franchise history, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. To to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at loarms penguins A 6-2 beatdown of the Philadelphia Flyers on this Thursday night. Again, 10 in a row. They'll try to make it 11 on Saturday afternoon when they go to Dallas to take on Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn and the Dallas Stars. Uh, but we'll have a full uh, game preview for that. Uh, for Friday's episode. This obviously is just going to be a full episode focused on the game tonight. Um, But, you know, what a performance again from Pittsburgh, especially on a back-to-back. My first biggest takeaway that I have um, overall, you know, they took care of business, and that's exactly what the doctor ordered. You know, no Claude Giroux. There's no Travis Konechny. No Ivan Provorov. No Sean Couturier. No Ryan Ellis. You know, the know Travis Sandheim, the, the list goes on and on. You know, a lot, a lot of those players are in COVID protocol. Some of those players are hurt. There's about seven of the 18 regular skaters are out for Philadelphia. This was basically a win on the stat sheet. It, well, a, a win on paper, I should say. And then it translated to a win on the ice overall. Um, you saw Pittsburgh jump out to that 3-0 lead. It was over at that point. The Flyers were not going to score three goals, especially with that depleted of a lineup. But, you know, it was a bit of a slow start. I thought Pittsburgh was dictating play a little bit, but Philadelphia was you know still playing not too bad. But then the Penguins started to take over. You know, you saw the goals come in, you know, from Brian Rust. You know, Jake Gensel gets one. Um, That first one, that was a disgusting pass from Chris Letang. And he continues to play at such a high level this season. The thing is, I would have him as a Norris finalist if it weren't for Victor Hedman, Kale McCarr, and Adam Fox, or Devontae's. It's just those four players have been just as good, if not better, than Tanger this year. And, you know, that's why, you know, they're at the top of the Norse list right now, though. If you look at Dom Lechusian's article from The Athletic today, he had Letang at the number five, number six spot uh, among the Norse, you know, finalists, uh, you know, who he's looking at per, per his model. Uh, I would have to assume, hopefully, um, he climbs up from there. But and that still doesn't take away, even though he wouldn't be one of my finalists, that doesn't take away what Letang is doing this year. I just want them to announce the extension ASAP at this point. Give him a three to four year deal. I've said it before. You know, if you can get him, you know, a little before below seven, I think that's fine. I don't think he's gonna, you know, command a, a high number, especially with where he's at age wise for his career. But, you know, I've said this a lot on the podcast as well the older he gets, the younger he gets at the same time, and the better he plays. And, you know, it was almost like that no look pass to Rust um, at the corner of the net. Carter Hart has no chance. On that goal, was able to make it one nothing, and it's just like you know you don't teach a pass like that. But you know if you go, you know back a little bit before the Latang pass, watch what Sidney Crosby does in the corner. Um, he's able to corral the puck, win that puck battle, but then fire a gorgeous saucer pass, cross ice to Latang, who is wide open, probably through you know four to five to six sticks somehow it was not broken up. Latang is able to get it again, like I just said, get it to Rust, opens up the scoring, and then you know rust scores again just a few moments later um that's now seven goal at the time it was seven goals in his last seven freaking periods um he is red hot right now and you know i I always see the same usual suspects on social media during games and just you know listen just going on message boards and stuff you know clowning the so-called super genius for talking crap on brian rust um yeah i've talked about him many times on this podcast i'm not going to give him the time of day um, other than to say that he's a flat out idiot for how he talks about hockey. So um, there's my only take about the so-called super genius in the city of Pittsburgh, but um, he's just playing at a really high level right now. Um, I, I know it was a slow start for him this season. You know, he was battling numerous injuries as I talked about on Wednesday's episode, but he's firing on a, all cylinders right now. Um, I know he may not want to come off the top power play, but with how Evan Rodriguez is going and we'll get to him, later on in the show. um, I think he's going to potentially have to come off, but I don't think that's going to really screw things up for him just because you can put him on the second unit and he's still getting chance after chance with Sidney Crosby and Jake Ensel on a nightly basis. I mean, that's one of the underlying numbers wise. That's one of the five best first lines in hockey right now. Um, You know, go to money puck, go to natural stat trick. Um, I believe per money puck, it's the second best. um, If I'm not mistaken. So. That. Um overall the 5v5 numbers tonight, the penguins controlled uh, right about 51% of the shot attempts, uh, 51% of the swing chances for. They lost the the battle in high danger. Um, they had they actually lost the battle. Yeah, I, I just I, okay, I almost like tripped over myself there. Um but at 5v5, it was only three goals for two goals against. But if you go to all situations, that's where the penguins really made the mark, especially, you know, on the on the top power play, you know, 52% of the shot attempts, they had 55% of the scoring chances. High danger, it was basically even expected goals for for the penguins, 2.84 uh to 2.13 for the Flyers. So it was a little bit closer than what you know, the final score indicated. I think part of that was because the Penguins had a little bit of a lackluster second period. And I talked about this on my Twitter account. I'll say it here for you all that are not on social media, which, you know, that's not a bad thing, you know, social media that has a lot of goods has a lot of bads. Um, I'll I'll say that. But um, I, I think that comes with the territory, you know, just having an off period on the back to back, right? You're not going to play a full 16 minutes at times on the second half, especially after an emotional win. I know you're playing your arch rivals, though this has really not been the Penguins' biggest rivalry throughout the last few years. I would say the Capitals um, have taken that top spot, at least in my opinion. But, you know, there was always going to be a little bit of a lull. Tar Reardon said to Emily Kaplan on the ESPN Plus broadcast that he thought they were sloppy during the second period. And I would agree. Um, the Flyers were able to make a, a little bit of a game um, with about, what, 12, 11 minutes left in the period, thanks to a goal from Cam Atkinson. He's actually been pretty good since coming over from Columbus, which has surprised me um, a little bit. But, you know, there uh, there were definitely some sloppy passes. Trish and Jari had to come up with two. Ten bell saves right at the end of that period. That could have made it three to two. And potentially have a different vibe uh, going into the third period. But he did what he has been doing best this season and just making timely save after timely save. He was sensational tonight um, as he's been. Season, I just as I just said, but the third period came and the Penguins again, you know, they were able to take care of business and just keep the Flyers on their heels and they're able to score outscore the Flyers three to one in that period. I mean, you know, Jake Ansel tonight just ridiculous at this point. That's you know, two more goals. Uh, the one that uh, it looked like it wasn't in, but it was for sure in, um, parallax angle ain't gonna save, caught a hot there so. Um, that one was for sure. it right? And then he just makes that beautiful move on Hart later on in the third. You have Evan Rodriguez just taking Carter Hart's soul and freaking t- taking it somewhere. Uh, Carter Hart's soul, it-, it is it is way gone um, at this point. I don't know where I was going with that reference. I totally screwed it up, but you know we're just going to roll with it um, at this point. We'll have more on that goal coming up here in the next segment. Um, I love seeing the Penguins light up Carter Hart. Um, I did, t- I did touch on this on my social media. I'll say it here as well again. I kind of felt bad for Hart during this game because he's actually been pretty good this year. I mean, he's top 10 in goal state above expected. He just has had no help around him all year. The Flyers, it doesn't help that the Flyers' defense is absolute cheeks. I mean, that's just a bad unit. He, well, despite, even with Ryan Ellis, I don't like a lot of their defensemen. I think Sanheim has been pretty decent this year, but Provrov is not right. Uh, Braun is really not that good. Wrist and line and stinks. They um, have Kevin Connaughton getting minutes on an every night basis at this point. Um, he's played on numerous teams throughout his initial career, um, but you know it's just been a season from hell for Philadelphia, due to so many reasons. But again, I will never not love seeing the Penguins light up kata hot as they like to say up there um, in Philly. And so you know, at the end of the day, the Penguins took care of business, but. You know, there's still a lot more to get to for the show. We're going to go into some play about Sidney Crosby. We're going to go into that no goal call for the Flyers and why. Um at first glance, I thought it was wrong, but on second glance, um, I've come around a little bit on it. And I understand why the official um blew the whistle there. Do a little dive into Evan Rodriguez's goal. Um, and then, you know, we still got to get into Brian Boyle and the impending returns um of a couple other really great Penguins players. Those will be coming back um, hopefully on Saturday. So stick with me through here with this next commercial break. All right. So we're back here on this episode with the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Starting us off with this segment, the Evan Rodriguez goal. Um, The pass that he got was awesome on that one, but look at the move he made. I mean, last season, he wouldn't even have thought to go backhand, forehand, past Hart. Um, but as I just said a few minutes ago, he took his soul and took it to another dimension. There we go. That, that's the saying I think I was looking for. He Again, he legit took it, took it to a whole new planet or, or whatever because he owned Hart there. He, he had no chance to save that puck, and he continues to play at such a high level for the Penguins right now. I hope they can extend him at this point because, um, honestly, he might be pricing himself out of Pittsburgh if he continues with this kind of production. Um, Danny Shirey of DK Pittsburgh Sports tweeted out the goal. He had a lot of Buffalo fans uh, quote tweeting that tweet saying, well, Ralph Kruger, you ruined another one because um, the the Buffalo Sabres just really stunk under him. Um, I, I wouldn't say that he ruined him. I just think that you know, Rodriguez just matured a lot throughout the off season. And, you know, he's finally in a stable situation where he's playing with much better players, but this is also not a fluke because he's been able to, you know, work hard over the off season, especially on that shot and his playmaking ability and just, you know, work on all aspects of his game. And now you're seeing it pay off and it's a sight to behold. ESPN plus actually had a uh, something on the broadcast tonight um, where it's like money per goal. And Rodriguez, for every goal he scores, it's like it was like seventy one point four thousand dollars just because of how cheap his contract is. That's the third cheapest in the NHL. He's almost he's getting closer to twenty goals at this point. I believe the only two players above him were it was Troy Terry, and uh, I'm like blanking on the other one. I, I know one of them was Troy Terry, but you know out of the top five, Rodriguez was third just because of how little his contract is, and you know. Those are the kind of moves that a contending team has to get right. And Ron Hextall recognized that. You know, for a GM like him, this job isn't that hard, right? You have your contending core in place with Crosby, Malkin, Latang. You have a goaltender who's playing his ass off this season. You have, you know, Jake Ensel, who's great. Brian Rust, Jeff Carter is your third line center. Kesper, Captain, hopefully at some point will be rescued from the Gulag again. But it's all about getting the moves around that core, right? And he did just that this off season with getting Brock McGinn to, to fill that Tanab spot, getting Rodriguez back. Obviously, no one saw this level of him coming, but you still need that depth scoring, and he has provided that and then some this season. So you know, for a contending team, especially with the Penguins you gotta get all these moves out. I mean, you know, Dayton Hyden, he's almost at 10 goals. He should have had that tenth goal, which would have given me my free cockeye barbecue, but missed a wide open net that I think my grandma would have hit. I'm sure he'll he'll hit that um, at some point. So um you know there goes my little I guess my kibosh um uh, on that little I'm like blanking on what I was going to go into next. Anyways, you know that that was just my thoughts on, you know, just making the right moves. Rodriguez has been one and, you know, he's just been sensational this year um, for the Penguins. Already touched on Crystal Tang. said he was on another level tonight again. At first, I couldn't hear the the regular boos that Philly gives him, you know, but also that comes with the territory because the Flyers were not even close to selling out that game. I know, you know, maybe a little ice cold, but, you know, I never want to hear the joke from Flyers fans about the Penguins fans being bad um, because, you know, they didn't even come close to selling out this game. Though, I will say, we will say, I don't blame a lot of the fans for coming to this one because seven of the regulars are out. And, you know, that's just a bad product on the ice. That said, you know, I still never want to hear that joke. Overall, I still also don't want to hear the saying that um, we've heard since 2014. Well, you know, you'll see in a few years when we're so good and all this stuff. And, you know, our prospects are going to be great. Right. Yeah, your prospects are definitely going to be great, from, especially from what I saw tonight. I, I know this is, I'm supposed to be professional all the time, but I got to hit a little bit of digs on the cross-state rival here um got to give the fans a little bit of what they want um I, I don't usually do that too often you know i like to keep keep things usually strictly professional just because you know i cover the team and for this uh, network and everything but time uh, sometimes I, I gotta go out of my shell um, a little bit and just you know go go a little dark mode but you no, know, still um trying to think now um i think i've hit on almost everything oh no no did not hit on the no goal call um that was it, was going to make it one to one. Um, first off, Tristan Jari gave Scott Lawton a hell of a whack, um, right on his leg. I think he did not like that he crashed into him. And then you saw a little bit of a, a circus break out with you know the players going after each other. John Butchagras is like, Well, you know, that's what that's Penguins Flyers right here. It's just like, Well, you know, maybe back in 2012, that was Penguins Flyers, but uh, it's just that's not Penguins Flyers right away from the last four to five years or something like that. But, um, so. I know Flyers fans will say it's a quick whiff, so I agreed at first because it looked like it. I thought it was the same intent-to-blow call that we all saw from the Stanley Cup Final in Nashville Game 6 when the Predators probably should have taken a one nothing lead. The Penguins got a little lucky. But um, on second glance, Jari had the puck covered under his pad at least for a second before it uh, squeaked, through, squeaked through Excuse me, and then it was poked home into the goal. That's why the ref decided to blow the whistle. I understand why. I know it was probably a bit of a quick whistle. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, you know, at the end of the day, th- that's what happens sometimes in show. I know if the rules were reversed, a lot of Penguins fans would be pretty upset, myself included. But, you know, the Flyers probably got a little bone there. That happens to every team around the league um, at least once per season with a quick whistle. I mean, you know, it's happened to the Penguins numerous times. You know, it's happened to Philly, it'll happen to Washington both New York teams, whatever rivals the Penguins have. Um, that's just the nature of the situation with how um, the game is officiated at this point. Um, so, you know, th- that's all there is to it with that. Um, Brian Boyle's goal, I mean, good God. Um, you 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 know Kadahat is having a bad night when he's given up shorthanded goals to Brian Boyle. Um, key stat for you all here. Um, this was the Penguins' first shorthanded goal against the Flyers since February of 2019. Um, Chris Letang scored on Kadahat. Um, I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep saying his name like that. If it gets annoying, whatever, but I just I, I can't not say it just because it's hilarious how the people in Philadelphia pronounce it. Anyways, um that's the first one in almost three years since Letang did it um in 2019. So I thought that stat was pretty cool. Another really interesting stat that I came across during this 10 game winning streak for the Pittsburgh Penguins, they have outscored teams 45 to 20. That is a plus 25 goal differential. Even better um, per Mad Chat of the Mad Chat and Eddie Show. Shout out to them on DK Pittsburgh Sports. They do a hell of a job with all their Steelers and Penguins content. Go check them out as well after you listen to this podcast. Um, I think, the, I think he, his tweet said – actually, I can look it up right here. Um, I have it right here. Um, During this winning streak, the Penguins, again, they've scored 45 goals. The New York Islanders and the Arizona Coyotes, they only have 64 goals scored all year. I mean, that's just crazy to think about. 64 goals scored all year for two really bad teams. The Penguins have done, you know, only 19 less than that in 10 freaking games. I mean, that is just how dominant this team has been this year. And I'll say it again, you know, why not the Penguins? Truly, why not? You know, I'm going to get more into that coming up here in this last segment. I know I touched on it a little bit last night. I'm going to get into it a little bit again just because of some tweets that I fired off. But, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, they just have the makings of a contender for so many reasons. And again, you know, I will get into that here coming up um, after this little commercial break. Um, first, though... BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. That's a new year, and that means a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% percent off bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast, I am your host, Hunter Hodies. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at lo underscore Penguins. So, I had this tweet tonight. You know, I quote tweeted. You know, d underscore nasty Darren O2. Great follow on Penguins Twitter. If you are on Twitter, shout out to him. Um, and I'll say it here as well. I think the Penguins can go toe to toe with anyone in the East. I think they can speed bag a lot of these teams in the conference. You know, they've been doing that throughout these last ten games. They, they can 100% take down Washington in four out of seven games. They can beat the Rangers in four out of seven games. I think they have much better forward depth than New York. The high-end talent is what scares me with them. I know Adam Fox is amazing, arguably the best defenseman in hockey. But um, And, of course, they have a hell of a goal to an Igor Shasturkin. But with how Jari has performed, that's close to a wash. Defensively, I think the Penguins are a bit better overall. though. You know, obviously, Fox is really good but I think the Penguins can take down them. Carolina would be really tough, but I think the Penguins can beat them. Florida and Tampa I think would be the two biggest ones. But I really think the Penguins can play with those two teams when they're fully healthy. They have the forward depth to match up against them. They have the defense. They have the goaltending. The special teams, especially the penalty kill, is really good this year. The power play is starting to get better. You had a goal tonight. Um, you know. And you know, I haven't been this excited about a Penguins team since 2017 that that is the vibe that I am getting right now with this team you know 2017-18 I didn't have a lot of high hopes because you know going for a 3 P it's hasn't been done in a very long time um over two decades at this point um they had that nice first round series against Philadelphia but they were gas going into that Washington series 2018-19 um that team was fading and going nowhere fast I was not surprised they lost to the Islanders just because you know You're rolling out Jack Johnson in top four minutes and Justin Schultz. What are you doing there, right? 2019-20, you know, the team is good. They just got Jason Zucker, but then, you know, the season's paused and, you know, anything can happen coming out of that. And you saw that with Montreal, you know, beating them, Carey Price goes on the heater, whatever. Last year, I thought, you know, I, I came close to the game, that 2017 vibe. They were really good. They got screwed up by goaltending. This year's team, even with the, the the subtractions from last year, with Brandon Tanev and Jared McCann, I think is better than last year's team. You know, with how everyone's going right now, with, getting Malkin coming back in the next few days, with Jeff Carter going to be getting a couple more practices in before he comes back. You know, it's just... Everything is much better this year. You know, Danny Shirey of TK Pittsburgh Sports had a great article on Mike Matheson this morning. He's been playing some of his best hockey this year. Even though I've dumped on him, you know, quite a bit on the podcast, it hasn't been a lot lately. That's because, again, he's having his best season of his career. You know, in terms of the underlying numbers with Matheson, among Penguins defensemen, he's top three in almost every category in expected goals for, shot attempts for, scoring chances for. Go read Danny's article to look at some of the video and some of the other stats. I'm not going to give everything away. But, you know, he's been great on that third pair, and that's exactly what they needed him to be. Um, I know he makes a lot of money, but, you know, you got to get those moves right. I mean, I still would not have traded Patrick Hornquist for him, <clears throat> but the Penguins are getting the best-case scenario right now with Matheson. And he is playing at a good level, and Chai Riddell is, you know, solid as ever. You know, you're I'm not you're never gonna hear a complaint from me from Chai Ruedel unless he has a um, a blatant screw up. At this point, so you know, why not the Penguins for me? You know, at this point, you know, it's just I I feel like this year the league is wide open. I know Tampa Bay is the two-time reigning champions. I get that, but you know, they play played a lot of hockey these last few years, and Teams going on three peats. It's very rare. You know, we also with the Penguins, as I just said. I don't think Tampa's going to do it again this year. I think there is going to be someone that beats them. Potentially it's the Penguins. The good thing is, hopefully, for Pittsburgh, um, if they can avoid one of the wild-card spots and go through the Metro, uh, I would much prefer that because I don't want to go through both Tampa and Florida to get to the final. I would much rather take my chances, you know, going through the Metro because I do think the Penguins can. Um, you know, beat a lot of those teams in Metro, excuse me, you know, you, you, look at the standings tonight and, you know, Pittsburgh's right there now. And, you know, they're three points out of first, they have a game in hand still on Washington and the Rangers. Um, Carolina has two games on Pitts camp in hand on Pittsburgh. They're only Pittsburgh's only two points behind them. There's Pittsburgh is setting themselves up to go on an even hotter run here and potentially getting home ice in the first round. This team is 100% making the playoffs bearing a unforeseen collapse. Um, just wanted to, you know, end this saying, you know, to everyone that listens to this podcast, you know, it's from the city, you know, roots for the team. You all have one hell of a hockey team here. I know DK said that on his site and on Twitter and you know on his um Daily Shot of the Penguins podcast, which he does a great job of. But <clears throat> I'm gonna echo that here. We have one hell of a hockey team here. And, you know, I, I hope everyone keeps sleeping on Pittsburgh. I fully want a lot of the national media to not Pay attention to them. They're still only fourth in Metro. Keep it that way. I'm fine with that. The days of you know the Penguins being the Stanley Cup favorite by everyone, that's all long over. There's there's better younger teams at this point. But you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Bet against the Penguins at your own peril. And, you know, this team's deep. They have top five underlying numbers. Their defense is awesome. They got a Vesna caliber goalie right now. And their special teams are damn good. And we also have a top three coach in hockey and Mike Sullivan. So Feel like, i i know, i know i feel like i've been saying the same things throughout the last few podcast episodes but i'm just i'm in awe of how great this team is this year and i hope some people some more people you know start to realize that um i'm sure once they lose the first game when Evgeny malkin comes back and you know in typical penguins fashion that very well may happen um the takes are gonna be uh, bad they're gonna be hot um don't pay attention to those people the, the, the ship will write itself if they struggle a couple of games when Gino comes back it's just no, i'm not gonna get my panties in a wire here because they lose a game or two with Malkin and the lineup. You know, he brings an element to this team that, you know, few can do in the NHL and they're going to be better off for it when he comes back. So um, that'll do it for this episode coming up for Friday. We will have a, f- uh, not a full game recap, excuse me, a full preview against the Dallas stars coming up for that game on Saturday. Remember that's a two o'clock Eastern game on NHL network. It's also regionally televised so you can watch it there. I hope you all have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll be back on Friday for a full game preview of the the one on Saturday against Dallas and a few other things as well. So I'll talk to you all then.